Welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness, a podcast with real talk, an open and honest conversation about issues surrounding mental health. Dang it, Leonora, now we gotta start over. <laughs> Leonora the Bipolar Puppy is not very good at joining us for podcast episodes. We try. We try. Okay. We'll try again. There are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. I'm Mikkel Buck, author, public speaker, and suicide survivor who's lived with mental illness for over 20 years. And with me is my guy, Adam. Hey guys, welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness. We are back with another episode and we're pretty excited to share the updates on the website and everything going on. Do you and wanna, the merch. And the, the merch. merch. Yeah. First, we'll do the meme of the week okay. because right. once I start talking about the merch, uh, I'm, I'm going to start running away with it because I'm so excited. Okay, the meme. Okay. Meme of the week is from John at Arf Measures. Jeannie, you have 17 wishes. Me, isn't it normally three? Jeannie, yeah, but vaguely gestures to me. A lot of issues here. <laughs> you're gonna need 17 you're, you're gonna need a lot more than three <laughs> trust me on this one and thank you to bipolar to life for reposting that one we can always count on her for good content so we love that <laughs> well yes yeah, so speaking of merch um mm-hmm. we have limited shirts uh that uh we're wearing that i've worn that you've worn that yes well i have my worn. favorite one that that we got ready for the Hope Gives AZ fundraising race that we all had merch made at the last minute. Thank you to all of the people behind the scenes who scrambled to make sure we had that to wear for the day. So thank you to all of you. But I love the shirt. I literally have been wearing it like five days a week to the gym. I shower in between. Yes. I wash the shirts Uh, in between. I'm glad you clarified that. Specify. Yeah. Well, we need to make sure everybody knows that. So they're not like, ooh, gross. There's the girl with the stinky merch. (laughs) Last time I was over at the climbing gym, rolling out in the yoga studio, in walks Laurel, my favorite cycling teacher, with her class of lady friends. And I was wearing my merch. And she's like, oh, one of my favorite ladies, Mikhail, she's got a podcast, wrote a book. And oh my gosh, I want that shirt. I want your merch. So all of the people in the race who got like the inaugural, very special, uh, limited one of a kind merch have been wearing it all around. And we are working very hard to bring the rest of the merch to the website and all of the other people. I think I had no idea what a large bite this was going to be. I thought it was a a little (laughs) nibble and I'm going to be like, oh, bye, bye, bye. Here we go. Here's some beautiful merch. And I think this is another one of those things. For the people who have subscribed to the newsletter, The Weekly Warrior, on the website, this was the message from last week about biting off more than you can chew. The tale of the pantry. If you've not subscribed, it's a really funny story, and you're going to want to go listen. But the same type of thing has happened with the merchandise. So at first, we're like, oh, we'll offer a couple little pillboxes, like some of our favorite ones that are cute, because, you know, who needs ugly pillboxes? Gross. No one. Mm -hmm. No one. So we started off just thinking we would offer a few little things like hats or shirts or whatever to to make us aware of each other and identify our fellow warriors and cheerleaders, right? Cool. Except we get into it and I realize the possibilities. And my <laughs> mind is blown. And Ella and I together are a force to be reckoned with, yes. right? Particularly when we're both slightly manic. And then <laughs> everyone around us is in trouble. And that is what has been happening. 
<laughs> yes, there's been lots of brainstorming sessions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. lots of uh, expansion. Then one idea leads to another, to another. Yeah. So and then you have to pare it down and realize, okay, we can't do all of these all at once. So. And then we're like, oh, yes, we can. Oh, and yes. then we do. So that's what the merch has been taking a little bit longer. Ella's so funny, though. For the people who listened a few episodes ago to the rollout of the the whole website, mentalillnesswarrior.com. One of the things we talked about was Ella joined us on the episode because she's been here from the beginning with the website. Like she's the other half of the design, the entrepreneurship, the business end. So we've been part of it. But the first thing when we decided we were going to do this is buying outfits and taking pictures, right? Yes. So as we're going through over this last month, talking about the merch and and doing so much planning and I'm getting up so early and writing and writing and writing content and all of these other things. Ella comes over the other day and she's like, okay, okay, we really need to get back on top of things. Is there an outfit that we need? Are there any (laughs) outfits? Do we need matching swimmies so that when we're working outside... This is a cohesive morning meeting, right? <laughs> so we're, we're laughing. We're just laughing about stuff like that. And as a side note, Ella's husband, Michael, the love of her life, as we refer to him on the website and podcast, um, is also starting some of his own business ventures. And he's like a little bit like you, maybe. So he started with like articles of incorporation and getting his LLC for Boring formed. stuff. Right. Boo. Boo. Boring business. And Ella's like... Oh my gosh, babe, you don't even have an outfit. Let me help you. <laughs> so all those listening, if you want to start a business, the buy first an thing you need is to is buy an, an outfit. outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway. Little known fact. Super fun. So I do want to like delve into some of the most exciting merchandise that we've been working on that really is like taken on a life of its own and I am ridiculously excited about. So... I've talked about charting, yeah. right? We've talked about charting on podcast episodes. Like in the very beginning, one of the most important things that I recommend and ways to manage this, I kind of quote unquote customized my own chart. Really, the psychiatrist, when I started years and years ago, that convinced me to chart, he handed me a chart that has a lot of markers on it that you can track to help you figure out medication and other management tools for your cycles and stuff like that. And I kind of scratched them out and like filled stuff in and made copies of my copies. And like, I like this. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been on me for years. Like, because I, I send this out to people when people are yeah. like, Hey, what's your best tool for recommendation? I always send them the tracker and then a book and, but the tracker always makes it. You've been on me for years to like redo it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it has all of my information. So it totally functions for me. Ella, though, she does graphic design, right? So a custom tracker is one of the things that we really wanted to do. And we've been brainstorming about this. And I just wrote this beautiful introductory letter to be included in the front of this custom tracker that we're doing. It's a linen-covered bound notebook with satin ribbons. It's beautiful. It's like next level beautiful. We have Every day, like different markers that we felt like were really important. And the two of us have a lot of experience tracking, right? So it's the two of our life experiences uh, brainstorming on what we think the most important things are. So we have daily trackers. We have monthly charting that goes with it. But as Ella says, it's innovative and fun. It's like interactive and fun. She was super annoyed when I sent her my tracker. I'm like, okay, this is our starting point. She says, ooh, mom, gross. This is hideous. <laughs> 
functional, but hideous. <laughs> it's hideous. <laughs> this will not do. So we've been working on this beautiful tracker. And of course, one thing leads to another. So now at the end of the day, this beautiful custom tracker that we're going to have is going to have so many things incorporated, right? So the tracking markers that I talked about, it's going to have the monthly charting tracking points, and it's going to explain how to use all of it. And we have all of these beautiful custom tools that are going to be in it. Our logo, of course, is going to be on the front. We're going to have blank pages in the back that you can take to your psychiatrist so you can take notes. Like this is the tool, right? (laughs) The tool. And we have little transparent sticky notes and instructions on how to use them coordinating with the daily notes and what you need to bring to your psychiatrist and ways to highlight your medication changes. And the most important thing, as we were talking about this, I'm like, we need more than one bookmarker because you're going to want to have the bookmark in your daily page, right? That you're tracking your moods and meds and stuff like that. But we also want to mark the month so that it's easy to transfer back and forth. And we also need to mark where we're taking notes for the psychiatrist, right? Because those things are going to be happening simultaneously and you can't flip around and you can't have three bookmarkers. That's just (laughs) tacky, right? It's overkill and it's tacky and we don't believe in tacky. So Ellen and I are like, what can we do to mark this? And we came up with the idea of custom paper clips with our logo, which are being made, by the way, made custom clippies. So Ella's like, all right, do we have outfits? Are there outfits that we need? Matching swimmies and custom paper clippies. And when you came home, we're like, babe, we got it solved. And you're just like shaking your head. Like, I can't, I don't even, I can't even believe what I'm dealing with. I can't even believe you. Well, I think the advantage is you're taking something that's kind of boring and mm-hmm. monotonous, which is tracking. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't know that anybody does it. And it's a little bit painful it. and it's hard to get started. Yeah, and... I don't think anybody's super excited about it. They yeah. might do it begrudgingly, but... Now they're going to hate every second of it. You're going to try to make it fun. It's so pretty. And Ella's whole design, the whole introductory letter that we just finished putting together that, like I said, will be the front of all of these tracking notebooks, talks about Ella's design decisions and like what they represent in the mental illness world, which is really cool. I mean, she's just put so much thought into the design portion of it, too. I can't wait to give it to people. I feel like... I just want a personal gift to every single listener. Please get this. It's going to be amazing and so, so, so beautiful. Like I said, linen covers, we're going to have them in like beautiful gray and mushroom brown and they're so pretty. So yeah, yeah. So that's the pinnacle one, of what we're making. One the, of many things to come. A piece of merchandise. So you can see why we're getting hung up and the merchandise is taking a little bit longer. But when it's here... Oh my You'll, gosh, I the cannot wait. Will be wait. Worth it. I cannot wait. I think we're going to be able to have it up for pre-sales pretty soon. So we're having a sample one made and being sent to us. So Well, good. Yeah, so that'll be up. But it is going to be a little bit longer. But I'm just telling you guys, it is so going to be worth the wait. Custom paper clippies. Come on, everybody. Custom paper <laughs> clippies. We're going to have to have like a team outfit while we all chart with our custom paper clippies and matching outfits. <laughs> so... Circling back, you, <laughs> at the gym, yes, yes, yes. your okay, mental okay. illness warrior shirt. My merch shirt. And yes. my and cute Coach Laurel is like, where can I get one of these? I want one of these. So then it's, it sparks a discussion in the yoga room where I was just in stretching and then she brought her class in. So 
they let me just stand and stretch while they're doing the class. And it was a stretching class anyway. So the ladies are talking. And um, at, when Laurel had introduced me and said, oh, this is one of my favorite ladies. She podcasts about mental illness. She wrote a book. She talks about suicide, things like that. It kind of sparked a discussion among the ladies. And so I was kind of just listening you know, because I wasn't in the class. I was kind of just like listening from the outside. So to give an idea, how many ladies are we talking about? Oh, uh, there are probably like six or okay. eight. Or, like it wasn't l- large. Kind of a smaller, a smaller group. group. So as they're talking about it, um, one of the ladies in particular was expressing just the rise in numbers of people who die by suicide. Mm. And sh- she was referring to younger people. And we have a lot of really interesting stats that we're going to be talking about later on because it's not just teens that die of suicide. Like, it's right. all different age groups for all different reasons, but she was specifically talking about teens. And her whole sentiment that she was expressing was kind of like, teens just need to understand, like, these people who die by suicide, they just need to understand that you need to be mentally tough. Like, you can't just fall apart and crumble and give up and die when you come up against hard things in your life. Mm, so I, wise. So wise. So I had wise. to, like, bite my fist really hard because I was, like, about ready to take a swing. I'm like, bless your sweetheart, woman. You really, really, really are missing the mark and not understanding what suicide is because it yeah. is absolutely not that. Well, in one of our most listened to podcast episodes dealt with suicide. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and so I think there are a lot of people trying to understand what it is. There's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of misinformation. You know, one of the big myths is that people who take their own lives are selfish or cowards or weak. The weak one is the thing that just, like, it is such a big trigger. Like, yeah. it, it upsets me so much because I just feel like you have no idea, if you do not live with it, how heavy this weight is every single freaking day of your whole freaking life, the weight doesn't go away, yeah. right? It, it's so, so, so heavy. So when people are like, oh my gosh, you just need to get mentally stronger. I'm like, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> Not just to smack you. I do want to do that one. But really just let me just transfer this weight just for a moment. Can I want you to experience how this feels on like even physically, but mentally to be dealing with this enormous weight of what mental illness is. It's yeah. a brain illness. It's a sickness. It's not somebody who can't be strong yeah. or somebody who doesn't know how to overcome hard things. I'm like you are so, so, so missing the mark. And I just feel like if somebody could feel that weight and experience it, even for a couple days, they would kind of be like, you know what? I take it all back. You are the strongest person I've ever known in my entire life because you carry this weight Every freaking day you live with this weight. And so I, I just want people to understand that the weight that comes with it, anyone living with mental illness is an absolute warrior in my book. I don't care where you are in the cycle of learning and managing and living with it, whether you're at the very beginning or whether you're at a suicide attempt, like I don't care where you are. You are a warrior for living with this weight. And I want you to know that. You know, it reminds me of, the, you know, that little video clip we saw the other day of uh, Matthew Perry from Friends. Mm-hmm. He was talking about his struggle with addiction. And I don't know if anybody listening has, has watched that or heard about it, but he struggled for many years with alcohol abuse and just these strong addiction, drug addiction. Drug addiction. And he was just talking about how hard it is 
and people making it sound like it's a choice and you know just stay just say no just don't yeah. do it make better life choices and he's just he was so frustrated he was so passionate about it's you can't it's not that easy for other people it yeah. may be just saying no but when you have this addiction mm-hmm. and it is an illness it's a physical illness yeah okay so your brain doesn't work the same as other people's brains with whether it's with the addiction or whether it's a mental illness that you're living with it is a very physical challenge that you live with and have to overcome and the weight of it both of those things the weight is enormous but inevitably whenever there's a suicide and you either read comments online or you hear comments from people somebody says that was selfish or that was that was a week that was a selfish decision you know why would you do that and didn't you think about the other people in your life and all these types of comments that just show how ignorant most people are. Well, and then the ones about too, like it's too bad that they can't just be stronger. Like why can't they see that there's a solution? But the the stronger one is the one that always gets me. Like why, why can't they just, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Brenda, because you have a mental illness. That's why your brain's not working right. Well, I, I was reading an article from the Nationwide Children's Hospital about suicide. And they talk about three different things that people say, and specifically this goes to the selfish component, and this is a choice. You know, why would somebody make this choice? They say is typically uh, they don't want to die. They just want an end to the unbearable emotional pain. And a break often, from the weight. Yeah, a break from the weight. And often the resources that allow them to hold on aren't available. So you've got a situation where there's a lot of weight, a lot of pain, and no resources. Mm-hmm. And so, so no way to change the situation. Right. And people live with this for a long time. And if nothing, if there's no change on the horizon because you don't have access to resources, because you don't have the ability to change the situation, or if there's not people around you to recognize the weight and how to lift that. Mm-hmm. Like you can only go on for so long before the weight crushes you. Yeah. And that's why like people who live with this have unbelievable strength and stamina to be even getting through a day sometimes. Yeah. So please, please, please understand that. If you're a cheerleader, please, please, please understand that and congratulate them on their strength. Don't make them feel like they're weak or less than because it's an absolute farce. Yeah. So bringing resources to people, and that's part of the, the purpose of the website, mm-hmm. is to connect people with resources. And we believe that if you can match up resources with people in need, that you'll reduce the suicide rate. And that's obviously a goal of ours. Right. But it also talked about individuals who struggle with thoughts of suicide usually have a hard time thinking flexibly. And their ability to see an end to the pain and a life worth living is greatly compromised. The thing that stuck out to me there is have a hard time thinking flexibly because so many times we're just stuck in life has to go a certain way and there are no other options. Well, many times because that's our environment and the way that we've grown up, there's not a lot of outside the box thinking. I feel like especially with heavy challenges in life, when people have come across some doozies, you know, 
they've had to figure out, okay, how do we approach this differently? Because we cannot do this, quote unquote, traditionally, right? Right. It's not going to work. So we got to think way outside the box. And I feel like so many people who've not come up against something like that have never had to exercise those flexible muscles, right? In their brain, like they haven't had to because it's relatively easier for them to follow a more, uh, quote, unquote, traditional path or traditional time frame or whatever you want to call it. So it only is when you come up against these things that you have to be like, okay, we got to do some big brain thinking way outside the box. What can we do? There are really no bad ideas. And a lot of times, like we're just not trained to think about things like that in our brain Mm -hmm. unless we've had to. So the first time we come up against something like this, where we've got to do like way big brain, way out of box thinking you might need other people to brainstorm with you. And if you have the inflexible brains brainstorming with you or the brains that are like, you just need to be mentally stronger, right? Right. You're not going to be able to come up with a solution. That's not flexible. No, it's not. And it's inaccurate, but it also, I don't want to call them lies, but the inaccuracies, Yeah. the inaccuracies and absolute false truths about mental illness and what you need to do to live well with it. Yeah. I know that so many people, like this woman really was wanting to help. She just had such a severe misunderstanding of what it is. When you come across people or in her case, you know, youth or teens that she was talking about who maybe don't understand mental illness all the way, that it's a physical illness inside the brain, that it affects all these different things. It's not character lacking. It's not weakness in mind strength or determination or any of those things. And then you hear messages like this from people who are trying to help, but just, again, severely misunderstand what it is. It's very damaging and it's very hard. And that's why you feel backed into a corner because you don't have somebody telling you, look, this feels way harder than it really needs to. Let's figure out how to do this in a way that is easier and allows you to succeed because this path, whatever this rigid inflexible path is, does not work for us for whatever reason. doesn't matter why. It just doesn't work for us. So let's figure out a path that will. So flexibility in thinking and creativity can actually combat suicide. Yes. And reduce. A thousand percent. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Our son, Sam, we together made this difficult decision for him to drop out of high school temporarily to address his mental health. Right. To try to get stable. Now, initially... My my mind wasn't that flexible. Yeah. My mind wasn't that creative. That was not a possibility that was on the table. And uh, as soon as I came to grips with that and realized this is bigger than school, this is bigger, yeah. this is my child's life, all of a sudden I became much more flexible and creative. Yeah. Because I think we realized what we were up against. And the thing that helped us was our amazing psychiatrist, Dr. Greenman, had talked to me and was just kind of like, look, Sam is a really smart kid. You guys are really worried about school right now, and that's fine, but you don't need to worry about it because we're going to figure it out because he's a smart kid. So for the time being, that's on the back shelf. Like, let's not even worry about it. It's going to be okay if he doesn't go to school. Let's get his meds straightened out. And Dr. Greenman was absolutely right. We had to be very flexible in timing. And to be fair, not a single person in our lives except Dr. Greenman right. was supportive or thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Everyone freaked out at us on us <laughs> like many, which is why we stopped talking about it to people. Like I can't, I can't deal with this, but we knew absolutely 
100% knew in our hearts, this is the right thing to do. It's okay if other people don't understand that, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And just retroactively, like that was a lot of years ago. That was what, probably six years ago mm-hmm. when that happened. And Sam, I mean, if people listen to the podcast, you kind of know a little bit of the updates, but he just finished his first semester of college mm-hmm. with a 4.0. Yep. He's been working so hard in so many areas. So that temporary setback of choosing to drop out of high school was not indicative of a lifetime of no accomplishments. And I think sometimes we misattribute that and think it's either one or the other. You're either going to be somebody who succeeds scholastically and academically, or you're going to be someone who drops out of high school and is a bum for the rest of your life. Like those are your only two choices. Yeah. And that I beg to differ in any situation. There's no such thing as only two choices. Mm -hmm. You can always get to the best result, maybe in a more roundabout way if it's necessary. Yeah. Well, the the third thing they mentioned is that people that are experiencing suicidal thoughts are in intense emotional pain. They feel hopelessness and have a narrowed negative view of the future that interferes with balanced decision-making. So a person may believe that they're making the best decision among the options yeah. that Well, that's are because available. they've been told you either continue doing things the way you're doing and then try a little bit harder so you can succeed, or, you, you know, there's not, there's not a second choice for them. So the right. second choice for them is like, I know I can't do number one. I've been trying as hard as I can for months and months or years or I don't know how long, but the weight is too heavy and number one is no longer an option for me. Yeah. I guess that means number two my, I have to find a way out. And if my only way out is that I see is this, then that's where we lose people and, right. and they die by suicide. Yeah. And it's when you get narrow. And I think that's, you talk about the funhouse mirror in your book. And do you want to just explain that briefly so people who haven't read the book can understand what you mean by the funhouse mirror? Sometimes when you look at situations, it's like when you're looking in a funhouse mirror, right? And sometimes you're standing there and it makes your like stomach look five times wider. You look short and fat in one and you look tall and narrow on the other and your head looks like a giant hourglass in some. It's just a distortion of you, right? None it of, seems real. It seems it's very real. So none of them accurately portray what you look like. But because of the distortions going on in the mirror, in the funhouse mirror, that's what is reflected back to you. So when you are not doing well, dealing with a mental illness, if you don't have the medications that you need to lift some of that weight, if you don't have people in your life that understand the root and what's going on behind it, the weight just crushes you. The weight makes it so everything that you see, like the only thing you can focus on is how do do I get this weight off of me? That's the only thing I can focus on is I can't live with this weight anymore. Whatever I need to do for this weight to be gone is what I'm going to do. And you get so desperate that anything seems like a good idea, even choosing to end your life. It is the only way you see to get out from under that weight. Yeah. And I think that's the most dangerous place that someone can be is when their thinking is narrowed to where there are only two options. Right. Continuing on as options. Mm -hmm. doing exactly what we're doing here for the rest of my life or ending my life. And I can't do the first one. Like, I mean, I've been trying to do the first one for X amount of time and I can no longer do it because the weight is too heavy. So we just need people to understand there's a third option. There's even a fourth option. There's There's even a a fifth option. Those aren't your only two choices because based on those two choices, I, I mean, if you can't do the first, the only one left available is the second. 
And I think what we can do as cheerleaders is to help them understand these are all good options. They're all yes. available. This There's, is not like, yeah. okay, well, if you're really pathetic, then we'll have to go with this option. Yeah. It's, you know, it's and not... sometimes, sometimes our loved ones, because they want us to succeed and don't understand the weight that we're living with and how hard and painful it is every day, yeah. every day, they so badly want you to succeed. Try a little bit harder. Just just push through. Why I believe in you. Do you believe in you? We all believe in you. <laughs> like, mm, you've lost your privilege to cheerleading. You are no longer my cheerleader. <laughs> you are off the squad. <laughs> the Shanti cheer. <laughs> like you're gonna go sit in timeout right now. And I need a different cheerleader who's gonna brainstorm many solutions that practically can work. And I know when you were in that spot. Not only brainstorming the options, but then we had to quickly execute. Quickly implement them. Implement. It, this cannot be like, you know what? After the school semester or after right. next month or for us, even at the end of the week. I remember talking to you on Tuesday and you said, when we get to Saturday, we'll be able to slow down and do all of these things. Like to me, I was yeah. like, I don't even think I made it to Tuesday night. Right. And I turned out I could not. Look at that. So... So, yeah, so coming up with the ideas, but then not being afraid to take action. Immediately. Like now. In this second. Yeah. Not tomorrow, not the no. next day. Once you've identified an option that the other person is okay with, just... The solution is yeah, now. just do it. And I think some people talk about when someone dies by suicide, they seem to be better. Like, they, the their yeah. mood picked up in the last week or two. That's because they saw a way out. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if it's not the way out we want. Right. That's a heartbreaking way out. Right. We we never want that to be the way out. We need to provide a different way out. Once there is a way out planned out, boy, so much of the weight is lifted because, you know, I don't have to live with this weight forever. Yeah. Like we're, we're making changes and we're making them tonight. We're making them tomorrow. We're Whatever these changes, the weight. The weight yeah. The weight is being lifted now the second. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need. The other sad thing is. When people are considering suicide, sometimes it's they actually believe it's in the best interest of everybody around them. So mm -hmm. it's, they're not making a selfish decision. They're no. thinking, my husband, my wife, they'll be better off. My Everybody's going to be better off. So really, they're thinking about This is a very logical else. decision. Yeah. I, I want to refer people back to our podcast episode where we talked about my suicide attempt. And it was years ago. It was a hard episode to record, but I think it could be very insightful for people who might not understand entirely the situation or what suicide is or why somebody would make that choice, yeah. right? Or, or have just all of these misconceptions about the things that we're talking about. Yeah. So obviously we're very passionate about this particular subject. We love to help people that <laughs> Hence experience Hence why this. my fist wanted to make the swing yes. <laughs> when I overheard the conversation. Poor lady almost poor, got a throat punch. Oh, poor lady. <laughs> Bless her heart. You know what, though? I really have to give props to her, though, because she was yeah. genuinely trying to figure out how do I help these kids? This is the best way I know how to help. And unfortunately, that was a way that really, really would hurt. Yeah. She just didn't know. 
So I want to be clear too, if people have misunderstandings, it's okay. Let's just yeah. learn more about what it is so that when we go forward, we're not doing things that's going to cause more pain for these people who live with so much weight. Well, I think to effectively solve the problem, you have to understand the problem. Right. And because that's what I Because if you misunderstand the problem, do. you're going to come up with solutions yeah. that don't fix the problem. All of her solutions, I'm like making it so much worse yeah. because she just didn't understand the problem. But she thought she did. I mean, that really is true for anything in life, but especially with mental illness, we need to be very, very, very sure we're understanding the problem correctly before we can go about stomping all over and telling everyone what's what. No one likes to be told what's what, especially from people who don't know what's what. So (laughs) (laughs) moral of the story, figure out your what before you start telling it to everyone else. That's right. That's right. Well, this episode had a little bit of attitude, so we apologize <laughs> to those. <laughs> I was feeling passionate about it, though. Like, that was that was the week, so. <laughs> I love being able to convey this important information, though. I really, really yeah. do. And obviously, like, this is, this is our mission here at Mental Illness Warrior, the whole website. You know, the podcast is thriving with mental illness, so is the book. But the, the website and the new everything that's bringing all of our resources together is Mental Illness Warrior. I really want people to have so many resources at the tips of their fingers for themselves, for their loved ones, to really be able to help in this area that is so important and that sometimes we we miss the mark on. Well, and recognizing that these are warriors that we're yeah. talking to. Yeah. They're they're tough, they're gritty, they're digging deep to try to accomplish great things. And and sometimes the great thing is being alive at the end of the day. Yeah. And that is a tremendous thing. So if you are there, give yourself some serious props and serious kudos for the phenomenal job you've done doing that because it's a, it's a hard, hard job. And if you're trying to understand loved ones in your life, remember that. Yeah. Remember. Remember that they are warriors. So. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> and then you'll know what's what, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Okay. If you have topics that you would like to see covered, you can submit them on the website, mentalillnesswarrior.com. We finally now also have the Instagram converted over to mentalillness.warrior. That's our Instagram uh, handle. The rest of social media is following, but it's trickling slowly. See earlier conversation having to do with merch. Turns out when you put a dog in charge of social media, it's a little slower than you expect. She's, she's actually a little bit lazy bones, turns out. We're working with her, though. She's we coming are. along nicely. We, we hope that she'll step up a little bit, a little <laughs> bit more. Leonore, the bipolar puppy, we love her. All right. If... You like this podcast, rate it and share it with a friend, especially if there's an episode that you feel like really resonates, pass it along, share it. We really want people to understand this topic. So we love that you come back again and again. Thank you for being here. When you're submitting questions, remember there are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't to get asked. We will see you next time. See you next time.